To make fundraising easy, I think it's really important just to make sure that your tools are set up so whoever is doing the fundraising can very simply figure out who their top prospects are, who their top donors are, go out and make an ask or a thank you, and then be able to report that information back. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Okay, so everybody, we are back again trying this from the top with my guest, Sarah Mayer, because for those of you who joined us at noon today, I'm so sorry that like technology did a complete like belly flop on us. Um, But Sarah agreed to hang out with me and still record this awesome interview. And I'm really excited to learn everything that she has to say about the tools that you need to be using to make fundraising easy for your organization. So Sarah, let's just start off and have you reintroduce yourself so that way everybody can understand all the experience that you have in this arena. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think, Oh no, it's still cutting out. What? I don't know. Is that better? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I was going to say the one thing I think is so fitting that we're talking about tools and technology and then technology fails us. But I was getting like every other word you were saying. So it was like, I hope I'm answering the correct question. Anyway, are we good now on audio? I can hear you now. Okay. I don't know. So strange. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you wanted me to introduce myself again. Um, So I am Sarah Mayer and I have a consulting company, Sarah Mayer Consulting. And I've worked in higher education, both for-profit and private, and then in the nonprofit sector as a director of operations. And one of my roles was to help fundraisers and to streamline the operations so that fundraisers could raise money in the easiest way possible. And so now I work with clients who are not in the nonprofit sector or in for-profit to help them streamline their operations. And so that's kind of what I do. That's awesome. And I know that you went through quite a journey to get there. You told me some different stories about how you've went in and kind of just I don't like overseen some kind of almost detective like work to figure out what needs to be fixed to run better. So kind of tell me a little bit about how you got to be this master of processes. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So I always start off any position by really thinking about the journey for the customer, the donor, or if I'm a board member or a volunteer trying to fundraise and what their journey is. So how do they raise money? How do they do their job? And then really I start asking questions and many times the answers that I I would get would be like, well, we use that because this was in place before I got here, 
or this is how we've always done it. And just because that's the answer doesn't mean that that's the best way. So by asking questions about why each step is the way it is, it's allowed me to really get down to the root of some of the problems. And many times I find out that people are trying to use software to do XYZ task, but the software is really developed to do something completely different. And so you're trying to like round peg square hole something. And so I hope organizations unravel those things. And sometimes it's really expensive technology that they've purchased that they probably don't need. Or the opposite, they need better technology or better tools and it's time to upgrade, but they've kind of put that off. So I I go into it from the donor or the client's perspective Mm -hmm. to really examine the journey. And that's kind of how I approach it. And then we just jump in and get started and put together a new process. That is awesome user interface advice, like in any realm, because I feel like we all get used to doing this one thing. And so to us, it becomes the right way. But then also, I feel like when the decision makers are not the people using it every day, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> like, when was the last time that you went out and tried to make a donation on your website? I don't know, right? And so, um, or when was the last time that you as the business owner who might be making the purchasing decision or the organization, like executive director, when was the last time that you had to go out and do the tasks that your fundraisers have to do? And just making sure that you really know that it's the right thing these days. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you make a great point about the donation as well. And sometimes as leaders, you know, you get further away from the Uh day-to-day. And so I think it's a really important question, especially when you're working with fundraisers who may or may not be professional fundraisers, to just ask them, what do we do? And see what they say. Because sometimes you'll get all, all these different answers. And what it, what it means is your message is not really clear. So either the messages that are going out via marketing or on your website, even the fundraisers are confused because you may be doing so much as an organization. And so it's really important to, to really get, like I like to say, scrappy and just ask some, some basic questions and then use that feedback to streamline your process. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many people I've told them. I don't really think that we need to start fixing this problem, this communication problem outside your organization. This sounds like we need to start healing from within. And that is actually not really my role. (laughs) Send them over to somebody like you because I'm a marketer, not like a, you know, organizational consultant in the way that, that you are. Um, so Tell me about, in your opinion, what types of tools does a nonprofit need for their fundraising? Yeah, that's a great question. And this may seem really basic, but I cannot tell you how many organizations I've worked with that don't have. So the first thing, you need to have an easy way for people to be able to donate online. I know, groundbreaking. But I can tell you that there are so many organizations that it's like, well, you have to email a board member, they'll send you a link, they'll, then we'll have a meeting, and then we'll do this. And it's like, whoa, I heard about your organization, I want to make a donation. We need to have an easy way that's not six clicks in, that's front and center on your webpage. Because when people get there, 
if they're confused or lost or it takes too many steps or they have to call somebody to figure it out, you've probably lost them. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. You could be <laughs> I mean, a website can... consultant right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many products I've tried to purchase and they don't have their pricing online. And then I have to have a phone call and then I'm out. So it's the same thing with nonprofits. You need mm-hmm. to give them a clear, easy path to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is you need to have a place to, tr- uh, many organizations track their donors and they have a place for that. But what they forget is to track their prospects. And so you need to have an easy way to track your prospects and your donors that whoever is doing the fundraising can manage very quickly. So many nonprofits will have volunteer fundraisers, their board or other people and they purchase these fancy CRMs, which, which are great, but then they don't purchase enough licenses. So the volunteers who are actually doing the fundraising don't have access to the tool that they need to actually do the fundraising. So sometimes that one decision to save money is actually costing you a lot of resources because the volunteers are frustrated or they just want to call Bob, but they can't even get his phone number. And I've worked with many nonprofits that are raising millions of dollars and they're still using an Excel spreadsheet, but that's working for their volunteers. So I think it's really important to meet your volunteers where they're at and figure out what works best for your organization based off of that. I know um, a couple of our clients, they'll use the sheets, they use Google sheets when they're interfacing with their volunteers and like doing a big, like peer to peer push, that type of a fundraiser. But then they also have their, you know, donor management system that they're pulling that information from and again, giving it to the donors or not the donors, but the volunteers in a way that they can manage it in those yeah. sheets. I'm, I'm just really impressed with all the things that Google can do for you, you know, <laughs> um, and for free for nonprofits, woo-woo, right? Um, so are there, like other than Google Sheets, are there any CRMs that you really like that you've worked with before or that you would suggest? Because I've seen so many, so many. Uh, there's like, I will not, I will repeat myself one more time. How many are there? Oh my goodness. It has to feel so overwhelming for people to pick one. Yeah, I think it really depends on what your organization is looking to do. You know, many organizations um, will, you know, they'll do Eventbrite for their events or stuff like that. And and I think that works to a point. Um, But if you're a smaller organization, I work with a lot of nonprofits that are really small. I mean, they're, they're not raising a lot of money yet, but yet they need a way to sell their tickets for their event. They need a website. They need a CRM. I have found that I really like FlipCause. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, they do event management. They have a CRM. They process uh, your fees through your credit card. So they are a processor. And they do have a really good guaranteed rate. So the credit card fee is a little bit higher, but then donors can you know pay the fees. And if you don't meet that guarantee rate, they'll give it back to you. So I really like that platform for smaller nonprofits because it does give you the access you need and the ability to do what you want. As you get more sophisticated, I think there's 
you know, higher end tools, like some people will use razor's edge or, you know, various things like that. I think the biggest thing is to make sure when you're making those decisions, the people who are fundraising for you are part of those decisions because, you know, when I've done demos with, with board members, what's important to them is very different than what's important to the staff. And they want to be able to very quickly go in, see who their donor is, shoot off a message, type in a note, and be in and out of the system as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Complicated reports are great, but they're not going to want to run those reports. You know, and I think that's what's really important is that if you are using volunteer fundraisers, giving them the ability to have reports that are auto-generated or anything like that. So I think it really depends on where you're at as a nonprofit, but that would be my key is to make sure that, that you include all stakeholders when making that decision and really think about who's going to be in the system the most or who should be in the system the most. When I pick systems for people to integrate with their website, I always think about it like I'm hiring for a job. So I like to make the job description and like, think about all the different things that I want this thing to do for me now and what I might want it to do for me in the future. And then I evaluate all my options based on this like job criteria. So I'm like interviewing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of dorky, but it works for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, I have, I have complicated spreadsheets of all these donor tools and I think the biggest thing we need to remember in fundraising is that fundraising is about relationships. So it's the relationship with your donor, but it's also the relationship with the person that is helping you fundraise, mm -hmm. especially if you don't have staff. And so if you're like, well, you have to use this tool and you have to figure out and it's really complicated and there's 19 steps, you're, you're hurting that relationship with the fundraiser. So we really want to make sure that the tool is there to help support building those relationships. And that's what's really important. It's not really about the fancy report that you can run if it doesn't help you strengthen those relationships with your organization. So we have to have an easy way for them to donate. We have to have a way that we're going to track donor data. Are there other tools that we absolutely have to have? I mean, I think you could go crazy on the tool side, but I would say, you know, a website that works, that is compelling. Um, <laughs> I know, I know I'm like really dropping some, some very basic things, but the website, I, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, there's many times I've asked people, what does that organization do? Mm -hmm. Send them to your website and, and hear what they say. And Oftentimes they can find the last time that organization gave out money or the, the board, but they, they don't know exactly what they do or there's too much information. It's overwhelming. They'll rattle off like 10 things. So you have to have a website that very, very clearly, and it doesn't need to be six pages. It could be one page that very, very clearly says, this is what we do. This is why we need your help. And here's how you support us. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a really simple way to do that. And sometimes people use their website for too much. You know, the, the public part really just needs to know, what do you do? Why should I care? And how do I support? Mm -hmm. I love it. You are right on. I say those exact same things on repeat all the time. And I think it's very easy 
just like we were talking about earlier with the tools that you're using, including your website to lose sight of what's easy and what's not easy because either you're not doing it yourself or you haven't looked at it in a while or you're not thinking of it from that perspective. And I do find that some web developers will often just do what's easiest for them to build. Um, and especially like if you have a volunteer that's maybe never built a website before, like I have so much compassion for them. They are doing like a huge, like they're going through a huge learning curve for you to put this together, but they also are doing it the best way that they know how. And sometimes that's not the best way for your donors. So just being honest with yourself, like, do you know what this organization does? And that's your words, you know, that's your pictures. That's not even like complicated programming. That's just like do I get it? And don't use the weird language that doesn't mean anything to me. Like all those words that could mean different things. Get them out of there, friends. <laughs> I think the other thing I would add, Monica, you bring up great points. And I, and I know we've had some great chats. So I'm super excited to be here. But one of the things too is your website doesn't have to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes organizations will have the people they serve going to the website and they're going to the same website. The donors going to the same website the board going to the same website to find out when the board meetings are. And sometimes it's best to break those things up and say, this is the client that we serve. This is our mission. You go to our organization slash clients. There's all your stuff. Yeah. And I think sometimes we try and make our website do everything and it just makes it much more complicated, especially from a user experience where you know, if I'm hearing about all the events that I could go to, but I'm not a part of, I'm not a part of your population that you're serving. That's just noise. It, it just takes it away from the main focus. If I'm a yeah. donor, I should just see donor stuff. Yes. And with the tool, from the tools perspective, like your website can do a lot of things, but there's definitely a time where the thing that you need is not actually, it doesn't even make sense to recreate the wheel. Like, why are you recreating the wheel when you need something so much more robust for you than this cog that can be in your website? And so that kind of brings me to my question with the duct taping, right? When we talked the first time you were explaining how, you know, we'll have all these different systems, we kind of duct tape them together and they overlap, but you're going everywhere to do every which thing. Um, And really to simplify, you probably need an overhaul. So like, how do you evaluate that? How do you know that you're at that point that you need the change? Yeah, I I think a lot of organizations get in this point as well. Decisions are made before somebody comes on board or we went with this software, but we really needed it to do this and we should have maybe customized it. Or an organization has customized the software so much that when the software company does automatic updates, those updates don't take. Have you had that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been there where it's like that update won't work for you. So in order for us to update your system, it's another 10 grand. And they're like, wait, what? Well, because you tried to use a product for something that it's not intended to be used for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it comes down to money. They were trying to save money on the product or credit card fees. I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, we were trying to save money on fees. So we accept checks and it's like, great. So then you're paying this person to open the mail, to deposit, drive to the bank, to deposit the check. 
to then put it in the system. And the check is for $25. (laughs) So you just, all that money you were saving, you, you got rid of, uh, because you were just trying to save a little money. So I think what's really important is when those systems are duct taped together and how you'll know as a volunteer or as a, a staff member for a nonprofit or any organization is when you have to go out of the system, do something, or you have a CRM and then you're like, but I have to go to this Excel spreadsheet and manually enter this. So something's up. And so I like to take a look at those type of things and ask like, why do we have six spreadsheets when we have a CRM? Or why are we circulating a Google sheet when we have our CRM? And sometimes that makes sense. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's because either somebody hasn't spent some time programming custom fields or the tool really is outdated for what you're trying to do. The organization may have grown. And so I think it's important every couple of years to take a systems check and take a look at the steps that are happening and then really think about those things from a user. And I always like to go back to the user experience. You know, I like to say it's 2021. If anybody's asking you to download and print a form, there's a solution for that. (laughs) And there's a great tool for that. And it's time to really think about the steps that you're having people do. Because when everybody in the world went home for COVID, people, some people don't have printers, they don't have scanners. Those things that they were doing at work before and could make work now has become an inconvenience. I got to go to Kinko's, I got to do this. And so I think it's really important just to walk through every step in the process and then evaluate your tool. If that tool can do it, then activate that. If it can't, maybe it's time to reassess the tool. Yeah. I think it's like um, an awareness, like body check. Like there's times where I'm working in something and if I feel annoyed, if I feel frustrated, if I feel like I'm doing something repetitive, if I feel like it's taking forever, then there's probably a better way to do it like quite frankly. Um, And so I just kind of just try to stay aware of it. And then I'll be like, man, I'm really annoyed right now. Why? And then I think, oh, well, it's because I just, you know, wrote this thing and put it over here and then I had to put it over here and then I had to put it over here. And I'm like, wow, that system's broken. (laughs) And it may be cost effective, but like you said, is it cost effective? Like when you really look at it as a whole. Um, So then... I know that there's tools that we think we need, but we don't need. So are there things that in general, you tend to advise people to stay away from like shiny blinky objects? (laughs) Yeah, I think sometimes we think we need more technology than we do. And I think sometimes we need to just remember that the the donor experience is really a relationship. And so you know, however you can make that relationship stronger is usually better. So some people will get really fancy emails going and they'll have newsletters with all these pictures. And unfortunately, the spam police or whoever they are, I don't even know who, is it a person who sits there and decides, I don't know, some algorithm, then puts it in spam. It's like, oh, this is really pretty, spam. And so you spent a lot of time creating something beautiful and you have all these marketing pretty things. And I know you're a marketing person, but sometimes just a simple email, like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Thank you for donating last year. This made a big impact. Send to donor. 
really will make a bigger impact on their heart than that super fancy thing that you try to do with a video production company and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we get caught up in, like you mentioned, the shiny, flashy things when really that heartfelt thank you or that handwritten card will go a much longer way with the donor than a production company showing up to do an impact video. So I'd, I'd say that I'd see a lot of organizations, especially when they don't have the money, spending money on the wrong, on the wrong things. I 100% agree with you. And I was just in a consulting session the other day with an organization who the marketer is also like the leader of their development program, whatever you want to call it. Like she, she is the person that makes all the phone calls. Right. And so she's like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait we need to make some phone calls. <laughs> like You need to like email some people like, because it's not just about the marketing. The marketing needs to be there to support the other process, which is development. It's there to make and maintain these little relationships along the way. But like, then you still have to have those personal touches. And I'm, I was like, I don't want you to bury yourself in marketing. That is not how you're best serving your organization. You're best serving your organization by doing the thing that you do really well and you're really passionate about that's development. So I want you, I mean, like if it's a heavy marketing day, start it by picking up the phone and making five phone calls to donors. That way you can reconnect and make sure that you're having the right conversation, even in your marketing. It's not, you know, nothing, nothing replaces like those personal connections. (laughs) I've had so many people that get, get lost in it, you know, in business, it's about getting more business in nonprofits, it's about generating the funds and impacting your mission. Uh And so I used to have a supervisor that used to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. (laughs) And if you're, and it sounds so silly, but and then he would also say, don't step over a dime to pick up or a dollar to pick up a dime because people would be like, well, I want to save money on this. It's like, well, you stepped over the real money to do that. And I think sometimes, you know, the personal touch is so much more important. You know, I had people ask like, oh, should we send our donors like elaborate gifts or thank yous or anything like that? One of the best campaigns that a volunteer did for us was they put three balloons tied to somebody's doorknob and said, thank you. And I can tell you that from a marketing perspective was all over social And it wasn't some fancy engraved thing, but it made that person say they showed up at home, three balloons on their door. Thank you for donating. Uh, It took her like 15 minutes to do that. That's awesome. Creative ways to thank donors, creative ways to thank all people, right? Everybody needs a thank you. Um, So before we wrap up and I give you the ultimate thank you for sorting through all this like technology yuck with me today, (laughs) I think I might need another streaming tool. I don't know. (laughs) So is there (laughs) any other advice that you would like to give people on how to make their fundraising easier? We've talked through so many things today, so you could even just recap them if you wanted to. Yeah, to make fundraising easy, I think it's really important just to make sure that your tools are set up so whoever is doing the fundraising can very simply figure out who their top prospects are, who their top donors are, go out and make an ask or a thank you, and then be able to report that information back. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. 
And we need to make sure that the donors have that way to donate. And it sounds really silly or simple, but sometimes we lose sight of the experience that our fundraiser are having. They get excited and they want their friend to participate. And then when they start to explain, they're like, well, then you have to do this, this, and this. And it just becomes really confusing. So just keeping it really simple. Why should you donate? What does your organization do? And how do I donate? Nothing more than that is really needed. I mean, you can get all fancy with your tools, but sometimes the tools get in the way of what you really want people to do. And that's to be excited about your organization and ask other people to get excited as well. You're like kind of an anomaly in process <laughs> systems tech people because you're like, yeah, these things are great. You should have them. But really it's about the people that are using them. And that's what makes you so good at what you do. Because when people stop thinking about the people, that's when they create stuff that doesn't work anymore. Right. So I love that that's your approach. And that, I mean, <laughs> there's just not a lot of tech people that think like that. And I know you're not all tech, but you're a problem solver. Right. And I think you're looking at it from the big picture. So thank you so much for all of your advice today. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, um, how can they do that, Sarah? Yeah, I like to keep things simple, as you notice the theme of the day. So my website is my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A, Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R.com. You can get a hold of me there. My email is on there as well. My email is sarah.mayer at sarahmayer.com. And then I do have a free Facebook group. Uh, it's called Bold Goal Crushers that you can join as well. And we tackle you know, all those big things you want to do and everything that gets in the way. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And everybody who was with us earlier, thank you for hanging out with us earlier. And those of you who are with us now, thank you so much. And just a reminder, this is going to come out in the podcast so you can hang out and listen to it all there. And in a few weeks, we will be publishing our perfect nonprofit website checklist for you to consume. And so many of the tips that Sarah gave you today are actually in there, but in different words. <laughs> um, because, you know, while you are a consultant of the organization as a whole, you know a thing or two about websites, clearly. So <laughs> thank you so much. And until next time, everybody, go forth and market with purpose. Thank you, Monica. Thank you.